0: You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number nine. Last week's episode shared the secrets behind growing a YouTube following, how to build long-term relationships with brands, and how to build the right audience with blogger, YouTuber, and founder of Hello Gorgeous, Angela Lanter. This week's episode, we talked to founder of Fashion Mamas, Natalie Acalia, on how to balance motherhood and a career in online marketing and fashion. Hi, influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. I am really looking forward to chatting with today's guest, someone who really exudes what it's like to be an incredibly creative and inspiring working mom, Natalie Akalia. Natalie is the founder of Fashion Mamas, which is the first members-only network for influential mothers who work in fashion and creative industries. Fashion Mamas' goal is to connect women through industry and motherhood. And what started as 10 women has now turned into 400 members worldwide. Wide, including chapters in LA, San Francisco, and New York City. Natalie is also a freelance fashion editor and the former senior editor of Rack LA. Her work has been featured in a variety of noteworthy publications, including Vogue, Elle, Refinery29, Who, What, Where, The Zoe Report, LA Magazine, and Black Book Magazine. Natalie is most importantly a mom to two-year-old son Diego, and her family lives in LA. Biz Bash recently named Fashion Mamas Mama Mirage Palm Springs Party the first family-friendly Coachella event, and Reg Hicycle named Natalie one of their power moms last year. She was also just featured in Levi's Mother's Day campaign for her work with Fashion Mamas. Through the network of Fashion Mamas, Natalie works with brands including Revolve, Lululemon, Moon Juice, Munchkin, Rosen Rex, Rebecca Minkoff, Kite Hill, and Lottery, to name a few. And she connects these brands with her network of Fashion Mamas with the goal to Influence more awareness, leadership, and creativity in the space. Natalie and her work have been featured. Tremendously throughout Chopboard Magazine, Us Weekly, E Online. And Natalie, really, at the end of the day, is a mom's mom. She's a woman's woman and is always thinking of innovative ways to make her work and her influence the most inclusive and committed that it can be. So I'm so excited to have her on today. Natalie, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And I know that I kind of just name dropped and kind of did the whole spill with the intro, but I would love if you could tell us a little bit about. About how Fashion Mamas started, you know why it was founded, what your intention was with it, and really kind of what your purpose and your service is with it. Now that you are a few years into it,
1: um, yeah, everything you said was just kind of like a walk down memory lane. I just can't believe it. Um, so Fashion Mama started when my son was three months old. I was a senior editor at the time and I was diving into this whole new world. And I was wondering how I was going to be able to balance such a demanding career while also being a new mom. And instead of deciding, you know, do I have to pick between the two? I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to do this because there's definitely women for me in my specific industry that have made it happen. Um, I first started it as an Instagram page, um, Instagram account, of uh, fashion mamas. And I started to kind of build the suspense, I guess, um, about with tagging women, like that were perfect examples of a fashion mama. So, you know, like the Rachel Zoe, the Nicole Ritchie, like in our industry, being mothers, being themselves, um, doing all they can to maintain their own business identity, their personal identity, and their new identity as a mother. Um, there were so many women in my industry that were mothers that I really felt that they should connect and not only connect to to gain support, but also to make magic between themselves. I think in a notoriously competitive industry, such as fashion and other creative industries, um, it was great to kind of uh, send a message that, you know, we're all doing something, um, in this industry, we're all creating our own success and imagine what we can do if we do it together and we support one another. So I started it, like you said, with just 10 members. Um, and it's, It was, it did start it with the Instagram and the first actual IRL event was a brunch to, uh, to welcome all of the 10 girls that I knew in the industry together. And I just, I remember that day, my son was a little tiny thing and it was raining outside. And I just remember like, wow, these girls are just clicking instantly. And it has so much to do with their two levels of connection, industry and motherhood um and so i just remember just being there and saying you know welcome to fashion mamas i don't know what's in store for us but i so thank you for your support i thought it was going to be kind of a, a a monthly event where some of my girlfriends and kind of we open our inner circle a little bit more uh connect and um swiftly after that more girls wanted to kind of join our circle in the industry and connect on those two levels motherhood and industry um I started to have more events. I opened an application form on our website, you know, being a millennial, I, I you know I that domain right away. I, I just started to get all the social media um, account names. and I just knew it's one of those things because I've always been a fashion editor. I've always written for an outlet. And I always wondered what it would feel like when you find your calling and if it really is a universal force. And it really was for me. Um, So many things were happening. You know, having a kid at the, you know, he was three months old. I didn't know what I was doing yet. And I was going through a lot. I I was in my third bout of mastitis at the time. So I was in a lot of pain as well. And I was just overwhelmed by everything. But again, that force, the universe was kind of, calling to me saying, do this girl, women want to connect and we want you to be the one to connect them. And so I, everything started to fall into place and I guess here we are.
0: And I want to touch on a little moment. Um, I love what you said about the universal force. And I would love if you could kind of dive deep a little bit into that for a moment for, you know, moms or female entrepreneurs that are listening, how, you know, what did that kind of look like for you? Like when you say that universal force, you know, how did you know that that feeling or that that thing was the right thing? Were there signs? Were there little, you know, nuggets that kind of came to you that you were like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing as a work mother
1: um there was this quote that I heard from Jessica Alba once and she said that thing that keeps you up at 3 a.m listen to that and that really struck me because it's it was one of those things like I need so much you know you know all you want to do is sleep when you have an infant you you just need the sleep you yearn for it but I was so energetic and so excited about this concept. And at the time there wasn't anything like it. It was, um, you know, a community for modern mothers, a community for the cool, stylish woman that is in claiming her career and claiming her future. Um, There wasn't really a community connecting those women and creating content around those women. Um, And so I felt that there was a void that I was filling. And as far as the universal connection, it really was a thing that kept me up at night. Um, I kept thinking about it, kept thinking of new ideas, being an editor and also producing a lot of our events at Racked LA. I'm very passionate about events as well. So I kept thinking of new ways to kind of reward these women trying to make it happen for themselves. Um, and it just got me so excited and it really did give me a new purpose and a new life. Um, and it was just a, a perfect time when it, you feel, you kind of feel lost in this new, you know, this new phase in your life of motherhood. Um, and there were, I, it's one of those things like without sounding too mystical and existential, but it really was one of those things that I just, I would wake up, I would dream about it. I had the logo in my head and I will spare you the lo- the original logo. It was super <laughs> low <lunch. laughs> but but it was like, it was one of those things, you know, when you when you start anything, it's just you and your idea. And you know, it starts very organic, very makeshift. And even with the lowest, um, what is it called? Even with zero support, the concept of it alone was powerful enough to really resonate with women and to see women you know, we're only 25 members in or something like when we, you know, in our first few months, even hearing women say, I, you know, before fashion mamas, I would have been really scared to be, you know, I would have been wondering what the future holds as a, as a new mother. But now that fashion mamas is here, I'm excited to join this cool group. Oh, you know, and, and it means something to anyone. like everyone has their own purpose for being in fashion mamas but to know that there's something to get excited about it Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me so I felt it's really interesting because like I was saying that force that feeling it can be scary too because you're like oh, a lot of work is going to come with this new concept and there's going to be trial and error. And you can jump and you can see how it goes. You can see if you land on your feet or if there's like, you have to veer to make it, make your way through. Or you can step back and say, no, I'll just wait till someone else creates it. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's really good when you become the one to do it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that that, you know, people that tend to, follow their fear or what, you know that that thing that kind of keeps you up at night that won't leave you alone. I think it. You know, even if it starts out as like this still small voice, I think that it will just continue to get louder and louder and louder until you can't really avoid it anymore. Um, so I, I love the fact that you that you notice that and that you are mindful of that and aware of that and really follow that and really allowed for this amazing community of moms that you know I get to be a part of, and that's you know the beautiful thing. One of the beautiful things I do love about Fashion Mamas is the connection that it builds, the community that it builds, the relationships that it builds through other like-minded mamas. And I think that one of the things that, um, you know, The people in Fashion Mamas can expect is that relationship. And then from that can come not only friendships and, you know, um, friendships between your child, your children and friendships between your families, but also from a business standpoint, a lot of great partnerships that go into play and businesses that get started just from people meeting each other in this space. So I would love if you could share with us as well, what could a new member potentially expect when they join Fashion Mamas in terms of the, you know, relationship building, the promotions, the pa- the partnerships and things like that?
1: One of the things that has really, um, really um, impressed me and surprised me and satisfied me was through our Facebook group um, theres there's a million Facebook groups on on, um, on Facebook and you know it's a great way to connect with people. I love that our Facebook group has, it's a secret Facebook group for just members, and it's taken on in its own life. Um, hundreds of members communicate there. And my favorite thing about it is that, like I said, a notoriously competitive industry, secretive industry, these women share their resources quickly. They Once you're in the circle, um, the women just feel that, you know, we're all sisters. So anyone can say, you know, does anyone have a contact for Celine? Does anyone have a new uh, favorite manufacturer? Because I'm thinking of starting my own clothing line. And these women are so quick to share uh, the wealth and um support each other and in turn like you said it's created businesses these women some of the designers round up and create sample sales together exclusively just all made up of fashion mamas recently we had um one of our members had a kids fashion show and it was a the DJ was one of our members the producer of the event was one of our members the backstage photographer was one of our members the designer was one of our members and then the star of the fashion show was so it was so it's so cool to see these women just like the the, the best part of connecting in two ways is that you know that you can make magic together as opposed to you know mothers in any field when you're targeted this way these women know that um all of them can become inspired by one another. So definitely our secret Facebook group has been such a benefit for our members, they tell me. Um, And also our events are great FaceTime with these like-minded women. I personally love being there to get to know our girls. Um, I love seeing that once a new girl is in the group, she kind of just, you know, she comes in shy. But our girls just scoop her up and make her their own. And I see phone numbers exchanged. I see girls hanging out uh, together without the group, like just having their own play dates. And it's really great because it's the ultimate icebreaker. Once you become a member, that's it. You're
0: in. It's it's very, very true. And it is one of the inspiring things, especially being a mom in such a big city like L.A. that you can feel you get so lost in the shuffle to have kind of that core Is always something that I think um, we members truly value. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support for sponsoring the show um, and I want to talk about challenges for a moment you know being a mom being an influencer being a business owner what do you find are the biggest challenges that you see mothers who are in this influence space face on a daily basis
1: I would say competitiveness comparison getting lost in that game I um, Just seeing what the other person is doing, counting your followers, counting how many likes you get, um, seeing that someone else's activation is different from yours. Maybe you should do what they did. Um, You can get very lost in that. I always say that competition is the death of creativity. Um, When you when you obsess over that, you lose that organic instinct that where the magic happens, where you can create your own path. Um, I've made it a point to always, you know, I believe in keeping your head down and just letting, um, working hard quietly and letting your success be your noise. Um, that's really important to me because if you, like I said, if you do get lost in that, um, who are you? What is your individual, um, what is your individual offering to the world? And so I think that a lot of influencers, they get caught up in that. And it's, I, you know, I have a lot of friends. I grew up in LA, so this is where all the top bloggers live. I have a lot of friends that are in that space and they, you know, I see them very stressed or frustrated that so-and-so has more followers or so-and-so gets more deals. And I think, you know, in the, especially in the age of the micro influencer, where it's more about the engagement and who you are in your individual branding, I feel that everyone has something to offer. Just make sure that you have your own unique voice and stick to it because that's really what brands are looking for in any business. And, you know, brand partnerships can be, you can be a blogger, you can be a community like mine, you can be an individual, you know, and I think that covers influencers overall, which is who you showcase. But, um... Yeah, I think that that is one of the biggest challenges. And then, of course, the, um, the also spreading the word, can be, it can be hard at, at the very beginning, like how do you share that, especially if you don't have dollars behind like a publicist. Um, so that's when social media comes in and that's a free tool that anyone has access to. And as long as you, you, know, you have a, a con- consistent uh, branding, consistent voice, Um, you can start gaining, revving up um, buzz. And so I think that that's one thing that's right there waiting for a lot of brands. And I see that it falls through the cracks when they don't put a lot of um, focus on their social media.
0: I completely agree. And I loved what you said about, you know, the different types of influencers someone can be, because I think a lot of times, you know, there's people out there that think that you have to be a blogger or that you have to be an Instagram star or what have you. But what essentially you're saying is, you know, you can be a community. Like fashion mamas, you can be a micro influencer. You can be an individual who doesn't have a blog. You can be a YouTuber. Um, there's kind of different different ways that kind of fall under that umbrella. And I would love because you have such a unique approach to the to the industry of influence and to the idea of influencer marketing that that you have essentially kind of created this community and you're able to drive that influence through that community. Um, The trends that you were talking about a little bit earlier had to deal with micro influencers and I would love to get your take on them and exactly who they are. If there's someone out there saying like, I don't even know what a micro influencer is, who that person is and how they're going to kind of shape the world of influencer marketing and how they shape communities like yours that you have with fashion mamas.
1: I'm obsessed with micro influencers. First of all, (laughs) I love, I love, um, the, the influencer that has a small but mighty community, a growing community. It's all about engagement. So, let's say you don't have a hundred thousand followers, but you have 10,000 of the most diehard followers. And I, to me, it, it what matters is the content. And that could be, you know, I could be talking about a blogger, I could be talking about a like we said, a business that has an Instagram account. Um, a micro influencer to me is someone that is passionate about their content and their followers are equally passionate about what that brand is putting out there. Um, so engagement is everything. I see that micro influencers are also, they build a relationship with their community. They're building essentially all of these micro influencers are building their own communities. So that's the, that's the whole point. So to see micro influencers they understand that with they're growing and to catch to catch a, an influencer at that time while they're budding is beautiful because they're open to collaboration they are in reach they're accessible they speak to more people their there's you know their audience is more broad and with that brands and communities like me, when I work with an influencer, um, you know, our girls are made up of influencers when, um, when brands work with them, they know that they're getting someone that's genuine. They know that they're getting someone that is, um, you know, is working hard for it is passionate about, um, building and not to say that the big, the big stars, the big names aren't doing that. They very much are. But the growing influencer is more accessible, is just like when I was an editor, I loved working with independent designers over big box brands because I can see their hard work put into it. I can feel that I'm talking directly to that designer as opposed to their agent. And it's so raw and so real. And to me, my big thing is I think the future of Every industry right now is niche, being niche, being targeted. um, You know, broad is important and it's and, you know, reaching a huge audience. You can do that and still be niche. Having a specific message and voice is everything, in my opinion, right now. And I feel that indie designers, micro influencers, they're all doing that because they're all you know, they're all trying to make it in their own individual way, as opposed to kind of what's worked for the big name. They are trying to create their own path. And we love catching them in that special moment because it's, it's kind of amazing to see them blossom, I guess.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I completely agree with you because you do, you'll, you'll find some of those out there that you're like, oh, they're in that sweet spot you know, and they're like really about to shine. And what are, who, who are some microbloggers out there, whether they're in your community or that you've just seen that you really think are hitting the mark that you're like, oh, this, this micro blogger is killing it. Do you have any the examples that you can share?
1: What's funny is right now, as you say that I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking of all of our members because there's so many of them. Um, there's a, there's a blogger named Lucky Penny blog. Um, Anna Fritsch. She's a fashion mamas. She's our fashion mamas New York brand ambassador, and um, she's. I love her individual content. It feels so raw. feels and it's so family driven, and it has her own. Like when I look on her Instagram page, it just looks like a beautiful story that's consistent. Mm. And she's, there's so many girls out there. She just came to my mind, um, and she has twelve thousand followers, and that's very impressive. But that's a perfect example. Um, I noticed that brands want to work with her. We've worked with her directly through Fashion Mamas and some brand integration with, um, with um, a previous partner. And she delivers. She's consistent. She's professional. And I, I love that. Like, they understand that this is a business at the end of the day. No one is sending you free things just, you know, out of the kindness of their heart. Of course, you know, at the end of the day, it is you know, it's all kind, it's all good. You should be a kind person when you work, but being a professional, um, you know, following through with deadlines is everything and we never forget it.
0: It's very true. And I think that the more that these bloggers, influencers start to treat their brand as a business, the more they're going to be seen as a business. And I think that that's, that's a very important takeaway. It just really helps to make this industry accountable and valued at the end of the day. Um, I would love to switch gears a little bit to talk about th- being a mom in, in, in any space, just being a, a working, consistently working mom, especially in this industry. How do you think being a mom gives you a one up in this industry if it does? because you would think okay I don't have as much time or do I like how did your career change obviously you founded Fashion Mamas so do you feel that being a mother has opened up new doors that you don't think would have ever opened if you wouldn't have been a mom at that time
1: Absolutely I noticed um even when I was pregnant when I you know I started to show off my baby bump I started to hashtag style the bump um Within, within a few days even, I noticed that my following increased. I noticed that people really appreciated me telling the story. It was like, it was my life prior to being a mother was, you know, the fashion editor traveling around, going to really cool parties. And that was, that's all very fun. And I actually continue to, to do that. But our, my following really loved the switch in, you know, the new phase. It was new content. So, um, I also gained, I not only did my followers, I'm so thankful for that they stuck around and they, you know, they, they accepted the new phase, but I gained a whole new set of followers that were like, Oh, now I, now I'm touching the mom space. And right now more than ever, I really feel that the mom space is having a huge moment. Um, mother, mother content, mother related, um, influencers, mother related brands. They're all having a huge moment right now. And I think that it diversified my audience. It made, you know, my fashion crew still stuck around, but now I have this, this mom crew. And then in the middle with fashion mom, we're merging the two. So it's been a great space to be in. Um, and we, you know, what's fun is there's so many different niches and so many different ways to go about motherhood and, um, finding your way in that world. It's great because the thing that differentiates the mom influencer, a mother, as opposed to anyone else is that, I don't know, there's a sense of compassion. There's a sense of person. It's a personal story because motherhood is family and it's, it's really, I don't know when I think about motherhood content, mother content, it's very sweet and it's very real and raw and, you know, a a portion of life that is inevitable for, you know, it's, it's something that we all there's, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It. It's some, there's a, it's something that we all expect or see what's coming in life, we've read stories, you know, mom and dad, and being the one to tell that story in our own unique modern way is really exciting and fun. And I just think that the, so many brands understand that because the mom in middle America, she wants to see what's happening in the major cities. She never wants to feel alone. And all of these mom influencers are there to tell her, you know, you're not alone. I'm doing it my way, you shine your way. And it's really beautiful to see. I think it's one of the most positive communities out there.
0: Do you think that a mom in the influencer space that has to work, you know how these hours can be. If you're an influencer of any kind, you're. It's not a set nine to five. It's not necessarily a desk job in a corporate environment. With that said, do you think that a mom can have it all? And what does it all mean to you?
1: So I've gotten a little bit of flack before for saying this, um, saying that you know, Fashion Mama shines a light on mothers' unapologetic unapologetically want to have it all. And what I mean by that is having it all doesn't necessarily mean when you have a child and a job and a husband that's considered having it all. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is having it all in your own way, whatever that means for you. For us, It's one of those things, you know, one of those things that they say, like, can you really have a job and have a kid? Can you have it all? So that's just like generalizing that this is our all like doing it all. And we're unapologetically trying to make it all happen, trying to balance all of the balls in the air. Um, I feel that the, like I said, the beautiful, the sweet side, the, the special moments, like all of that captured now, behind the scenes, the nitty gritty—it's hard as hell. <laughs> the hours, <laughs> hours are long. I, you know, sometimes you you will have that conversation with your husband, your partner, about like, where do I fit in? Where do they fit in? When you're talking about your job, and then you have to take care of your child, and then your partner needs to also feel that they are participating in the process. And it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of hours. You will stretch your time more than you ever thought that you could once you become a mother because you, but guess what? When you decided that this is the goal, like you're just passionate about your job, you'll be guided and those hours will stretch and you will be excited for it and stop anything you're doing that you're not excited about anymore. You know, it was interesting when I was an editor, a full-time editor, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I was the editor, the senior editor of racked LA for five years. I absolutely loved it. When I had my son, I started to think about the time that I give to this full time job. I want to make sure that I am a hundred percent happy because it's time away from my son. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make you change your passions because I'll always be a writer. It makes you change your perspective of time management. So I was very much saying, okay, I, I've loved this. It's been a great run. Is this still what I want to do? And it's like having a child expedites the process of soul searching (laughs) and kind of you get to the, you get, you get to the point faster because all you want to do is make sure that you are still allocating enough time to be a good mother, being a good wife, being a good partner. Um, and Yes, having a job that's demanding, you're going to sacrifice what it takes to make sure that you can have 100% of all of it. And that's what I'm saying when you can have it all. Um, I work at my – I start my day at 5 a.m. And I work until my son wakes up at 6.30 a.m. And I work and work and work and I love it and I can't wait to see what emails I receive like I'm like I, I know that I'm still loving this when I'm, I'm enjoying waking up to start the day working on you know accepting new members or creating new events um, and then by the end of the day I may open that laptop again if i didn't if I didn't have this other calling I you know I would end my day with you know, putting the baby to sleep, and then I go to sleep. But it really doesn't work that way. And all the mamas out there that are juggling their, you know, their demanding careers understand that, that it really never ends. Because our job, there's always something for us to do.
0: (laughs) And that's, that's such a good point, too, because it really also stresses the kind of just the organic process of balance, and how it kind of forces you to really make decisions that do balance out your life and your time more consistently and for the better, um, which is so important. And that, that goes into just me. I have to know, how do you get up at five o'clock in the morning? What time do you go to bed? Like, that's crazy to me in an amazing way. I'm like, I wish I could do that.
1: I go to bed around 10 a.m. Um, I mean, 10 PM. I, I, I've always been an early riser, even before my son. So that was just, I got lucky in that way that I'm like, okay, this isn't too much of a transition because I already wake up really, really early. Um, But yeah, I try to, for 10 minutes before I touch my phone, meditate. And, you know, it's not the meditate, very deeply meditate because I got to be real with myself and my brain is always on. But it's more like just quiet time in my mind. Like quiet time sleeping and quiet time while you're fully aware of the world is totally different. So being able to, for some stillness, some breathing, some being like, you know, you got this and affirmations in your mind before you open that laptop and or phone and see everything that's been going on for the last 12 hours or whatever, you know, okay, let's be real, like five, six hours, however long moms get to sleep. Um, I I just feel that it's my power hour, 5 a.m. It's, it's funny because a lot of, any brands that I work with, PR girls or even members, they, they know they can catch me at around 5 a.m. and I might respond right away. They're like, this is when I have your undivided attention.
0: That's so That's so true. And I think that a lot of times I've talked to a lot of moms that do that, that they're like, I have to get up when my home is quiet. And if that's 5 a.m., that's 5 a.m. And there's probably a lot that you actually do get done because you don't have any interruptions and you don't, you know, you're really able to probably focus down during that time and get what you need to get done before he does wake up. Um, you're, you're giving me a lot of encouragement to try that. So I think that the goal <laughs> is just going to be to go to bed a little bit earlier. Um, I would love to know what advice that you have for moms to be or new moms or just women who are thinking about becoming mothers soon, but they're also wanting to still quote unquote work outside of being a mom full time.
1: I my my def, my number one advice always to especially to friends even that are like, I just found out I'm pregnant or we're going to start trying. I'm so scared. My thing is the the one thing never to wait for is the right time um, when your job will never end. Work will never stop and say, OK, you can start a family now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, work. Everything will, the wheels will, the, um, balls will continue spinning in the air. So if you're ready, you jump into it and it's figure it out. And everyone has their own way to get to their goal. Um, if it means having those, you know, pooling all nighters, if it means, um, you know, getting all of the support you need, getting two nannies, or if it means, you know, um, bringing in family to help, um. It, it can, it can happen. You just need to have the drive to make it happen for yourself. Um, and what's interesting. And a lot of mothers say this to me is that you don't under, you don't know your willpower. You don't know how um, efficient you can be until you become a mother. It's very interesting. I remember before my son was born, in the afternoon before my husband would come home from work I always really enjoyed this like aimless drive I would drive (laughs) I would aimlessly drive listening to the latest album or like trust me I was productive I was busy but I always spent that time to have my aimless drive around and just listen to my music like I'm loving LA and it's so funny because that the amount of time that I would have spent on that aimless drive I probably would have Now, I complete, like, 10 projects in that time.
0: So
1: true. You know, before Diego's awake, like, you know, finalizing three events and getting all the laundry done, making his food for the day, um, you know, folding folding, like, the laundry that has already come in, like, getting a few other projects lined up. Um, All of that happens. And the sun hasn't even rose. (laughs) And it's really, it's, it's a crazy life. Like you think, and you look in the mirror and you're like, what is my life? Like, what is this? But the reward is, is far greater than anything. And I, I just really believe diving in and finding your way, finding support, having a supportive community of people around you, um, really make a difference and make you feel that you can just, You can keep going because it can feel very lonely if you're in your own head and kind of like deciding between, um, you know, your next move. It can be it can can feel really lonely, but making sure to be, you know, be vocal, like say when you need help. That's something I have to learn. I'm I'm very self-sufficient. I'm very controlling. um, I admit that. And I didn't ask for help for a long time. And once you you know, I barely got an assistant recently. So it's just asking for that help. And in turn, you will grow faster. You will find more opportunities. It kind of, it's, it's very much, I'm going back to the universe. It's very much talking to the universe and putting out that energy out there and watching what, what that means and what, what comes back to you.
0: And one of the things that I think that Fashion Mamas does is remind you that you're not alone. You know, especially because there are, you know, you're a native L.A., you know, born and bred here, but so many of us are transplants. And so when we do become moms and we don't have our families here and we don't have, you know, the friends that we went that we've known since kindergarten here, we need to find that support group. And I think that Fashion Mamas has done, at least for me and for my other fellow mamas that are in the group, a really beautiful way of being that support for us. So I applaud you for creating that and bringing it to the table and manifesting it and allowing for us to be a part of it. And I would love to know if you could share with us what's coming up for Fashion Mamas this year or next year, some little nuggets that you can talk about.
1: Well, um, we have... There's so many exciting projects coming up. Um, the, the, the if we're going chronological order <laughs> um, two weeks or so we have our next um, early June we have our first kids fashion fair in San Francisco and what our kids fashion fair is is um, it's an outdoor marketplace or indoor marketplace. That shines a light on independent kids brands, and many of those brands are owned by our Fashion Mamas members. And it's really fun because we've just curated a really cool collection of stylish kids brands. Um, we notice that kids fashion is, you know, is also having a moment in social media and digital, and it's really beautiful to see so many designers putting putting um, effort into really modernizing and upgrading kids clothing so we have that coming up and then we also um date is coming soon but it's this summer we are going to host our first ever mama's making it summit and what that is is it's going to be um a ticketed event in la and it's going to be an inside look at what we've been having um in our intimate members only events, it's a mom is making it panel where um, we shine a light on mothers that are balancing successful careers with motherhood and providing insight and tools on how to make it happen for yourself. Um, We are opening the floor to an incredible roster of influential women. And we want to share that with the community. And so for the first time, we're going to be opening this event to the public in a major way.
0: And I cannot wait for that. I am so excited. I know it's going to be fantastic. And I would love to know if there are moms out there who are interested in joining Fashion Mamas or if there's brands that are interested in being part of the community, where can they find you? Where can they find more information on Fashion Mamas? If they want to go to the summit, where should they be looking for that information?
1: Um. So... Fashionmamas.com is their best bet for kind of the history behind us again and our application form. There's also a form there to contact uh, me directly for any opportunities, any ideas they have in mind. Um, and keeping, following our Instagram at Fashionmamas is a great way to kind of stay in the loop of our upcoming public events. A lot of our events are members only, but we have for this year we have some really exciting public events set. So, yeah. So fashionmamas.com and then at fashionmamas. And then if they want to see my personal journey, they can follow my Instagram at Natalie Alcala. N a t a l i e a l s a l c a l a. My even my last name trips me up sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's those are the best three avenues to stay in touch with us.
0: Awesome. And I want to end this episode like I end every episode by asking you, what does influence mean to you?
1: Influence means impact, means having a personal, unique message and creating your own path that can live on after you.
0: I love that. Oh, well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. You really just are always such a wealth of knowledge, not only in this space of influence, but just a reassurance to all the moms out there um, and a fantastic reminder of knowing that you can do it all and whatever that all is to you. Um, So thank you so much for sharing your story and your amazing work. And I would love for you that are listening today to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of the most important takeaways that Natalie drove home for us today. And you can find those show notes as always at www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. Again, Natalie, thank you so much. And we will see you very soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me.